So the focal point here, the yield curve. For Chris, let's chat with Gareth Soloway to take us into the bell. Chief Market Strategist at InTheMoneyStocks.com. Gareth, good to see you again. Good to see you too. Thanks for having me on. All right, what's the top of your list right now? Yield curve, stocks, Bitcoin. What are you most excited about? What are you trading the most? Well, usually Bitcoin's the volatile one, but it's gone to sleep recently. Um, <laughs> it certainly is the dollar, um, the yields, uh, and and really the stock market. I mean, we're having two percent plus moves in the stock market every single day. That's absolutely remarkable, especially when you think back. Remember when the VIX was, you know, remember when the VIX was back at eight or nine? I mean, here we are at thirty plus for an extended period of time. Yeah, pretty amazing uh, how that's been so sticky up here. Uh, do you have a bias on which way it's likely to break? Because if it breaks higher, that's like only in crisis mode. VIX 40, VIX 50, that's like COVID or black swan type stuff. So are we more likely to drift lower? Or do you think we are going to get hit with another big surprise whammy? Yeah, so so according to everything I'm seeing is is you're going to have a little relief rally here over the next couple of weeks going into the midterm elections. And then I do expect another wave down in the market. So I do think that we're going to see a pretty sharp move to the downside um, coming into year end. I think the VIX does get above 40 um, as the economy slips into a, a very visible recession. Mm. So the awareness that we are really breaking down fundamentally economically you think will be the next shoe to drop yeah so for me it's it's basically the economy slipping into a recession but then looking to the fed and saying okay fed you've bailed us out every time in the past can you stop start lowering interest rates or printing money via qe and the fed's going to look back and say hey guys unless we're in a depression we're not printing money because inflation is still elevated and the realization of that for the the stock market for investors is going to be really an earth-shattering moment and i think that's going to kickstart a bigger move to the downside in the equity markets well, I think I think we test 3,000 on the S&P by mid-year 2023. Mm. You know, I was looking at the chart of Tesla earlier. Uh, 3,000 for the S&P 500 is below the pre-COVID high from the Jan 2020 uh, at about 33.75. So uh, your uh, 3,000 would, of course, mean we go through that level. If that happens to Tesla, Tesla trades at 60 bucks. Is that an outlandish notion, Gareth? It's not as outlandish as you think. I mean, again, you saw almost, I almost saw like a little bit of a panic in Elon Musk yesterday when he talked about the combination of Apple and Saudi Aramco being Tesla, Tesla being bigger than that. To me, when you have to say stuff like that, it's kind of like we're getting into a tricky period in the stock and in the, in the company's future. And I do think that, again, that's a bearish sign. So I think that Tesla, again, my target right now by end of year is about 170. And then I think by 2023, you'll see that 137 to 140 level, which is a major gap fill on the charts. Like you said, if we go down to 3000, you could be talking sub 100 on, on Tesla. Wow. So how will we know uh, when the market is uh, in this moment of realization that the Fed's not going to bail them out? Uh, will we still see bonds selling off in that type of moment? Or will you know we get to a juncture where the economic deterioration is so severe, people start buying bonds again? Because it looks like today, I mean, hey, Japan, they can't even sell bonds. Nobody bought their bonds no. today. Are we going to get to that point? I mean, it's like we're kind of it's getting pretty ugly here. It is getting very ugly. And I do worry that the Fed is breaking the global financial system by continuing to just stick to this hard-nosed approach. 
So I do think, again, that you have to worry about what's going on with the pound, what's going on with the euro, and really the dollar-yen is just an insane chart. So I do think that, again, the markets are going to kind of go through this period of, you know, okay, the Fed is pivoting. This is great news. We're going to have a relief rally. But then the, the economy continues to slow. And remember that during COVID, people didn't travel. They didn't drive cars as much. So there was a lot of savings. They paid down credit cards, all that stuff. So that savings is carrying us through right now. The issue that I'm seeing is when that money runs out, the, the economy takes a cliff dive by mid next year. And I think that's something the Fed's not necessarily seeing, just like they said it was transitory and it wasn't. We now have this new scenario that they're misjudging. Okay, so uh, rates are screaming higher right now. Uh, as you mentioned, the kind of intermediate term, uh, potentially a, a bounce that then becomes a sellable opportunity in the end of the year. Uh, what's the best way to play this? Is it to own uh, uh, equities broadly? Are there particular areas Sorry. that you think? I yeah. have I have your back back guys in my in my audio here. I don't know if they can cut Get that out. out of but could you repeat guys. the question? We gotta talk S and P levels. Get out of his ear. <laughs> hey, we got two <laughs> minutes. Hopefully you can hear me, Gareth. We'll try again. We got about two minutes till the bell. What's the best way to play? You think uh, this potential for a little firming up of the market before that year end fade? Yeah, so I'm looking at buying beaten down tech stocks. I okay. think that, again, when you get that relief rally, the dollar is going to be the culprit, meaning it's going to be dropping. Uh, I think the dollar yen, I'm actually I'm actually long the yen right now uh, based oh. on the fact that I do think this 150 level on the dollar yen is a reversal short-term play. So I'm looking at that as a good opportunity. And then I think, again, like I said, tech stocks that have been beaten up here, look at, the, look at how, you know, in all fairness, like Zoom was trading really, really well today early in the day, and I think it's still positive. Look at the semiconductors today. They're they're even in a kind of a nasty reversal market. They're actually still holding on to some gains. So you're starting to yeah. see the little tidbits of positivity. And I would go to those areas that have been beaten up, but are showing relative strength in a down market today. Okay. That's a good point. Uh, chips here uh, up by about half a percent. What, and where are you on Bitcoin right now? Are you steering clear or does that qualify as a tech stock too? No, I mean, basically, it is a tech stock right now. Hopefully, in the future, it goes away from that. But the bottom line is, you know, with Bitcoin, you have this macro bearish pattern. So I still think there's further downside. But kind of like the markets, I expect if tech stocks are going to near-term bounce, you'll probably get this near-term pop and then a bigger reversal to the downside maybe later this year. All right, a pop and a drop uh, into the end of the year. Gareth, thanks for the outline. Thank you so much. Glad we got you, Gareth Soloway. Chief Market Strategist in the Money Stocks.com.